Hello! From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's contender was the first person to cross the color line in tennis, at a time when racial prejudice and discrimination were still accepted, if not specifically codified. Often compared to Jackie Robinson, she broke down barriers and dominated women's tennis in the late 1950s. After retiring from tennis, she also became the first African-American woman to compete in the LPGA. Let's talk about Althea Gibson. Althea was born on August 25, 1927, in the small town of Silver, South Carolina. Her parents worked as sharecroppers on a cotton farm. The Great Depression hit Southern farming particularly early and hard. So in 1930, Althea's family moved north to Harlem, New York, in the hopes of making better lives for themselves. From an early age, Althea excelled at sports and most physical activities. After the move to Harlem, she learned to play paddle tennis, a game derived from tennis but played on a smaller court with solid paddles and a different type of ball. By the age of 12, Althea was already the New York City women's paddle ball champion. In 1940, 13-year-old Althea quit school and spent most of her days playing basketball and going to the movies. Due to her father's violent behavior, she also spent time living in a shelter for abused children. That same year, Althea's neighbors started a fundraising campaign to purchase tennis lessons for her at the Cosmopolitan Tennis Club. Though Althea didn't love tennis at first, she was a natural. By 1941, just a year after starting lessons, Althea won the American Tennis Association New York State Championship. The American Tennis Association, or ATA, was the African-American equivalent to the United States Lawn Tennis Association, the premier tennis organization in the United States, now known as the USTA. Starting in 1947, Althea went on to win a whopping 10 straight ATA National Women's Championships. This drew the attention of tennis fans across the country. Under the patronage of a couple of doctors who were heavily involved in the African-American tennis community, Althea was soon taking advanced lessons with better coaches and playing in bigger and more difficult tournaments. In 1949, Althea became the first black female athlete to compete in the USTA's National Indoor Championships. She made it to the quarterfinals. That same year, she enrolled at Florida A&M University on a full athletic scholarship. Despite her great success and general recognition of her extraordinary skill, Althea still faced a major obstacle in pushing her tennis career forward. The USTA rules officially prohibited racial discrimination, but the way players qualified for the major national tournaments was by playing in smaller sanctioned tournaments throughout the year to accumulate points. Most of those sanctioned tournaments were held at all-white clubs where Althea was not allowed to compete. Starting in 1950, major tennis players and important members of the larger tennis community began lobbying for Althea's inclusion in the United States National Championships, regardless of her accumulated tournament points. One of Althea's biggest supporters was four-time U.S. National Singles Champion Alice Marble. 
Alice wrote an open letter in the popular American lawn tennis magazine, saying, If Althea Gibson represents a challenge to the present crop of players, then it's only fair that they meet this challenge on the courts. As a result of the lobbying campaign, Althea became the first black tennis player to receive an invitation to the national championships in 1950. Though she lost a close match in the second round to the reigning Wimbledon champion, Althea received significant media coverage for her groundbreaking play. As journalist Lester Rodney noted in his coverage, in many ways, it is an even tougher personal Jim Crow-busting assignment than was Jackie Robinson's when he first stepped out of the Brooklyn Dodgers dugout. The next year, Althea earned her first international title after winning the Caribbean Championships. In July 1951, she became the first African-American to play at Wimbledon, where she lost in the third round. From 1951 to 1956, Althea won quite a few singles tournaments. But it wasn't until her stunning victory in the 1956 French Championships that she won her first major Grand Slam, making headlines around the world. And the champion turns back the challenge, a brilliant match. She actually won the singles and doubles championship in Paris. From that point on, Althea was nearly unstoppable. In 1957, Althea, playing as the number one seed, became the first African-American to win the Wimbledon Ladies Single Championship and the first black champion in the history of Wimbledon. She also won the Wimbledon Ladies Doubles Championship. A massive ticker tape parade was held for Althea upon her return to New York City, making her only the second African-American after Jesse Owens to receive such an honor. A few months later, Althea also won the U.S. National Women's Singles Championship. By the end of the 1958 season, Althea had won 58 combined singles and doubles titles, was named the Associated Press Female Athlete of the Year two years in a row, and was the number one ranked woman tennis player in the world. Following two extraordinary years of tennis, Althea decided to retire from international play and turn professional. At that time, there was no prize money at major tennis tournaments, which were considered events for amateurs, and endorsement deals were strictly prohibited. So in 1964, at the age of 37, Althea decided to switch sports. She became the first African-American woman to join the Ladies Professional Golf Association Tour, or the LPGA. Althea wasn't nearly as dominant at golf as she was at tennis and she faced significant racial discrimination in terms of which courses she was allowed to play on. Still, she was one of the LPGA's top 50 money winners for five years. Many observers believed that Althea could have been a game-changing golf player as well if she'd picked it up at a younger age. In the late 1980s and early 1990s, Althea suffered two cerebral hemorrhages and a stroke. Althea's medical bills piled up until her savings were gone and she couldn't afford her rent or medications. When the tennis community learned of her situation, nearly $1 million in donations were raised from her supporters around the world. In 2003, Althea suffered a heart attack, 
She survived, but died from related complications a few months later. She was 76 years old. And finally wound up being a world's champion. As a matter of fact, the first black woman world's champion of this whole world. And believe it or not, I still am. All month, we're talking about explorers and contenders. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our Encyclopedia Womanica newsletter, Womanica Weekly. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. And you can follow me directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. Before you go, I'm so excited to share that Wonder Media Network has just released season three of The Brown Girl's Guide to Politics. The BGG is all about amplifying the voices of women who are too often forgotten in most media coverage. It's the one-stop shop for women of color who want to hear and talk about the world of politics. This season is in collaboration with She the People. She the People is creating a politics we've not yet seen, one grounded in love, justice, and belonging. She the People's aim is to inspire the hearts and minds of everyday people and turn non-voters into voters. Host Ashanti Golar will be speaking with influential women of color who are playing a transformative role in the 2020 elections and beyond. So check it out. Subscribe to The Brown Girl's Guide to Politics wherever you listen. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.